Hi everyone, this is Chris Sork here on the Short Side Option Podcast, and today we have a special uh, pair of guests here. We've got Jake Vogelai and Garrett Palman here from Manhattan Brewing Company, and they're kind enough to sit down and uh, give us an update about all the things that they have going on at the brewery and uh, what uh, is, is in the future for you guys. You know, you guys have just opened up here uh, back in July of 2022, so just past the two-year anniversary. How crazy is, does that sound? It's it's insane. Like it, the fact that we're still open through uh, these last couple of years is really more of a testament to this town and the community than it is than it is us. But we're we're still we're so happy to just still be here. So. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, opening up right kind of in the heart of the pandemic, uh, and to be here, uh, you know, still standing and not only still standing but growing and, and doing all the cool things that you guys are doing. It's certainly a testament to that. And, you know, we talk about the, some of the cool things that you guys have been up to. You know, every, uh, every week on the podcast when I read the ad, you know, you've got Oktoberfest. That just took place yesterday. And then uh, you had some, uh, uh, you know, with K-State fans here coming in to listen to Stan Weber uh, here for the Manhattan Walked In Alzheimer's. Uh, talk to us about those two events. Uh, how, how did things go with that? I mean, they were, they were both really good. Uh, the Stan Weber event, the evening with Stan Weber, the, the walk to end Alzheimer's, the, they reached out to us uh, mm-hmm. sometime in the spring. Um, and so they took, it was mainly them. Like we, I don't, I don't take a lot of credit for it. They did a lot of the planning for it. They made sure it all happened. Um, we just were kind of like a place for them to come and we helped them set up and we ran some things through our system, but uh, they did a great job. It was, it was a fun night. Stan got up and talked about a lot of his experiences and um, a lot of the like, a lot of old timer K Staters came yeah. in just to hear him talk. That, that you know, you you see him play, and even some of the young kids that have only known him as a you know a radio announcer came in to, yeah. to listen to it too. So it was a cool mix, um, especially right before the Missouri game. So yeah, well, and it's funny because I you know I live in Kansas City, and we have our uh, like KC Catbackers thing where he gets up there. He gets up there, Stan does, and he talks for like forty five minutes straight without like. A breath it's unbelievable like i can't talk more than like five minutes without saying all right i'm, I'm done someone else has to talk now that's why i've got uh, and we need to get Delo up here to to be up here for uh one of these interviews but uh no he does a great job with that stuff and it's uh always a always a good time listening to stan so yeah, in terms right. of that was a great event oktoberfest was the big one that you guys had coming up oh, here uh, just yesterday yeah that was a it was a fun event so we we worked with uh downtown manhattan they, they do a, a third thursday event yeah from May through uh, September, and this was the last one. So this is the last third Thursday. Uh, we approached downtown early on, and we're like, "Hey, we want to do an Oktoberfest, and like it's going to be in September." And like, "Well, it's the last third Thursday. Like, we could combine it all together." Sure. And so this was the first time we could actually like walk around downtown and like have a beer, um, yeah. see all the vendors. Like, it's very, it's kind of a family friendly mixed with like you'll be able to drink some, and yeah. it was it was just a really cool event. Uh, we were set up outside in the street next to our patio. Um, they had an air guitar championship going on right in front. This is the, the second year they've done that. It's big air, the little apple. There we go. Um, inside MHK helps uh, fund it. And there's a, a guy named Nordic Thunder who was the uh, champion of champions air guitarist. Wow. Like he is like, he, in 2010, he was like the world champion air guitarist. And they brought them all back um, okay. two years ago, back to Sweden or somewhere, somewhere in yeah. Europe. And they brought them all together and they had all the champions come back to see who's the champion of champions and Nordic Thunder won it. Wow. We got a, a chance meet up with him. He, he uh, there's a spike, our, our big mural on the wall over here. Um, there's a guy from Chicago who, who did, who uh, painted it for us, who inside MHK brought him in to paint something and Nordic Thunder and him are like really good friends. And so Nordic Thunder came down 
to like, or, or they reached out and said, hey, this guy does air guitar championships. You guys want to do one? Because while we come down and do our painting, and this was last year, and we were like, uh, sure. hell yeah, we yeah, want to do that. <laughs> and so we worked with Inside MHK and they set it all up. And the first year they did it, it was like a, such a surprise hit. Everyone was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so they brought it back this time. And it was, it was bigger this year, but everyone kind of knew what to yeah, expect. Yeah, sure. It was, it was a blast. It was a blast. Well, so. and you know, like you mentioned that, like with, you know, partnering with Manhattan uh, or inside MHK and then also just the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce for a lot of this stuff here in downtown. Like, I mean, over the last better part of two years, I mean, that just really hasn't been able to happen with, with COVID and all that stuff. Like, I know, I think, you know, last time we were chatting with you guys, you know, you, it was back last fall things were really kind of getting towards that but then you had another wave that come through and all that stuff i mean for most of uh your guys's first two years of being open you haven't probably had more than you know a little bit of time where you've been at like full capacity or anything like that so i guess just with how things have gone here so far like you know we're over that hump now most of that stuff's in the rear view now uh you know how much of that is a, is a difference maker you know in what your guys are doing on a daily operation yeah it's a huge difference i mean there's a combination of things now sure. just everything going back to normal i mean football's back to normal yep. the kids are back in town they're they're coming out like they normally would um so yeah having COVID out of the way has been huge sure huge for us yeah well, we just, saw a uh, we saw a natural there's a natural uh cycle to business in manhattan and it's usually like into may june and july are pretty down Mm-hmm. And then football season ramps back up, and through the school year, everything's ramped up. And for the first time, our June and July were down, and we were kind of, we were at first we were a little bit worried about that. Oh, shit. And then we started talking to like most of the other businesses in town. They're like, "That's a good thing. Yeah. Like it's a good thing. Stuff's coming back to normal." And we've definitely seen that. September has, and August and September have both been awesome. So you know, just from like a business perspective, and I'd be curious, you know, what you might be able to share here. You know, with COVID obviously you had to go maybe about different ways to do things just with guidelines and or just practical reasons you know like this was this used to be the way that we do it but now that hey now that when we had COVID and everything was shut down whether if it's you know I see it in the beer industry you know having uh having those four packs and and really kind of having different ways to reach customers whether it's through delivery services and partnering with something like that it, has there been any other thing that that uh, that you guys have maybe come across here as a result of COVID that maybe you say oh well, that's a better practice maybe than what we were doing before just as a, as a someone that has an interest in business I'm curious on, on what folks come across there um, so I wouldn't necessarily call it a better practice for us it was never part of our original business plan oh, okay uh, distribution sure so we, early on when COVID hit and they were threatening to shut down bars and, and things like that uh, we got a little bit scared. Um, we just opened, how are we gonna make money if people aren't in here? So we bought a canning line, which then allowed us to can our product and put it on shelves and offer it into go packaging. Um, and now we're essentially utilizing that as our means of distributing the beer even further. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was the biggest change. It's not necessarily something that we want to do. Um, distribution is not very as profitable as sure. selling the beer over the counter here. Um, so we'd rather just sell the beer here. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably the biggest change we've seen because of COVID. Sure. In in terms of distribution, I know we were chatting off here a little bit earlier that, uh, you guys have gotten into the Wichita market a little bit. Uh, talk about how that's been a a big thing for you guys. 
Yeah, so we, I mean, we always knew distribution for us was going to be more of like a marketing sure. thing. Um, but also we knew that um, we didn't want to hinder ourselves too much. So we didn't want to extend our distribution out so much that we didn't have enough beer here. Mm-hmm. As, as Gary mentioned. We've like, always got to take Manhattan. Yeah, always. yeah. The Manhattan's number one for us. Like, we would rather not sell any beer anywhere else and just keep it all here if we could. Um, but I mean, like, so we had, uh, we knew that uh, we, we wanted to open up distribution a little bit more. Um, to get down to some markets that uh, have a lot of K-Staters in. Uh, obviously, Kansas City is a big market for that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't we didn't want to go to Kansas City quite yet because we uh, we don't have enough room to supply that much beer. Sure. Because Kansas City, people love their craft beer and they love Manhattan. So uh, we we were a little scared and we still are because we, we, uh, we don't want to overdo it. And so instead, what we did was uh, we went to my hometown, uh, which is Wichita. Uh, so what we, we decided we wanted to open up Wichita first. Take baby steps. Yep. And not the Wichita's a baby step. Wichita's like, a big baby step. Yeah, it's yeah. a big baby step. But uh, I mean, it's a big market. But we knew that like we'd rather open up Wichita where we could because we know a lot of people. We could not necessarily fail, but like we could run out of product and would be forgiven a lot better than it would be sure. in the city. So what we did is uh, we knew we, we had to up our capacity. And so last last October, uh, we went back to our investors. And um, we raised enough capital for uh, three new tanks mm-hmm. to be yeah. put in, specifically for distribution. Um, unfortunately, they were delayed, and they were delayed, and they were delayed. Yeah. <laughs> Supply chain issues, yeah. right? You know, yeah. we, we've that heard that thing. one once or twice. And so they didn't. We didn't actually end up getting them until um, end of April, and they weren't online and and, and going until about mid-May. Um, so what what that did was uh, basically we burned through all the capital that we raised for that because. Uh, if anybody, anybody knows, it's January and February of this last year were, were horrible. Like yeah. COVID was like was it the Omicron Omicron variant was was going yeah. everywhere. Uh, no one, everyone was kind of staying in their homes, and so again, it's just it's cold, yeah. and so they, that just it just was not good. So we kind of burned through some capital, just keeping the doors open, you know, keeping as many employees as we could. Um, so with that being said, we had to raise some more capital to, to afford the tanks and. We went through a, a thing called SMBX, which is a small business bond, which was just legalized in 2016. And so we, uh, we did that, raised enough capital to where we could afford it. Gotcha. Opened up the Wichita market um, beginning in July um, and went down there, had a big launch week with them. Uh, and Wichita's been great. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome market to be a part of and very receptive. Well, that's great, you know, because I know that was definitely a, um, definitely a big step for you guys to you know, to, to get out to, you know, the biggest city in Kansas in a place that, uh, you know, you had some, obviously some tie-ins there as well, but, uh, that's, uh, that's great that it's gone so well for you in, in terms of one thing I wanted to be sure to ask is, and I see it up there on, on your guys is, uh, your beer list, uh, is the, uh, is the condor, uh, a beer that you guys uh, helped create, uh, for, uh, for Connor Riley and is something that has been, I know a good beer for you guys. Uh, I know you guys also did a little something with uh, Jerome Tang earlier on. Tell us a little bit about how that process got started in terms of just, you know, how that all worked out. And then also, how do you go come up with like, a, a, go to the drawing board and saying like, this is the beer we're going to make for this guy. And, and this is, you know, what kind of implement, implementation did uh, implementation did uh, Jerome Tang have or, or Connor Riley? Yeah, sure. So Connor Riley... Um if we've got a fan, he's it. He, he's, he's he's number one. God, huh? he he's just the most enthusiastic. He's a great guy. Um, 
he, he's in here all the time, a big, big craft beer drinker. So okay. he, he knows what he likes. So when he came to us, he, he kind of came to us with a specific beer in mind. He wants a New England IPA. He wants these kind of flavors. He actually had a hop that he wanted to put in it. Wow. Okay. That, that so he's like, done. Okay. His, he did his research. Yeah. Like he oh, yeah. Knew what he oh yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. He knows. He, I, he knew what he wanted. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> and, and we know how to. We knew how to deliver that for him. Um, so we we brought him in one day, sat him down at the bar, and just formulated a recipe with him. Wow. Just throw some flavors on the wall. We've got hops and malt and yeast and things like that that we can combine to kind of generate the flavors that you want. And sure. Well, I mean that's and and, and now for Jerome Tang, I don't necessarily know how much of a beer drinker he is. He doesn't necessarily look like, like you know, Connor Riley, offensive lineman. You think, you know, <laughs> that this guy's a beer drinker here. But with uh, Jerome Tang, maybe not so much. What, uh, what was his process like? That was that was definitely different. We, so we actually had a beer called Tang Party that we did the year before. And it was a tangerine dry hop with Cascade Sour. Uh, it was a very small batch. We all loved it. And so we were like, we're gonna bring that back. We just we were waiting to bring it back. We were like at the right time. We were doing a bunch sure. of sours. And we we're like, when should we bring this back? And then they hired Coach Tang on. And I was like, well, there's no better time to bring this back than, than right now. Uh, sure. so to yeah. have Tang Party out there. And so we did. We brought it back and uh, the week before or the week of that we were gonna release it, I was one of our buddies was sitting at the bar and he was like, Hey, you should tweet at Coach Tang to come down for the release for Tang Party. And so we're like, okay. So I just got on there and tweeted at him from Manhattan Brewing. And I was like, hey coach, we're releasing a beer called Tang Party. We're so happy that you're here. We'd love for you guys to come down. Uh, and not only did they reply, they brought their entire coaching staff I was gonna down. say, you didn't have to twist those guys' arms it to, was, to find a party, did you? Yeah. No, absolutely not. It was, it was so cool. And like Coach Tang poured the first beer. He's not a beer guy, admittedly he's not, but he was so gracious, so nice we about give, it. He, we give him a tour, he was he really attentive, yeah. I mean, oh, no, interested he, in the process. Apparently he's a winemaker, so. Yeah. I know he's a, I knew he was a bigger wine guy mm-hmm. than a beer guy, but that's, uh, that's awesome that it was such a, such a hit for you guys. Well, he, and, and love him to death, because he came back, he's, he came back almost every other week to, to bring his family members in yeah, yeah. so they could see the beer, he brought his parents in so they could see it. It, it's, it was really cool to see that, like someone that was actually like, Super engaged with the local oh, sure. business. So. And that's just kind of his personality. I, mean, I think he could run for the mayor of Manhattan, and I think he might win right now. Uh, I don't think that there's any question about that. So, But Tank Party is coming back. Uh, yes. It'll, it'll be I, back next month, available all through basketball season. It'll be distributed through all of our markets, and so everyone should be able to get it. That was one thing I was for sure wanted to ask you guys about, because with basketball season, you know, it's hard to believe we're just starting football season, but basketball season is not too far behind. Uh, that'll, that'll be a great, uh, a great uh, thing to have on tap here at the brewery. Um, one other thing I really wanted to, to ask about too is, you know, those are c- kind of some collaborations with, uh, you know, K-State coaches and, and folks around campus. Uh, but I know that you guys also did um, a collaboration with Scott Brown out in Durango, Colorado. Uh, and uh, tell me a little bit about that, how that all came to fruition. I'll, I you're, you're the one. connection. <laughs> I was going to say, you might be the best person to ask for this one. So I actually, I worked at Scott Brewing for a little over a year and a half. Um, so I knew the guys really well. Uh, we, when we first opened up, um, before COVID was a thing, we actually had um, seven collaborations that we were going to do leading up to when we opened. Because mm-hmm. when we opened, we have 18 taps here, and we could only brew six at a time at the time. And so we knew that we were going to have empty taps. And so what we, our plan was to go brew a bunch of beer with all these breweries that we love and the guys that we know forever, and Ska was one of them. Um, and then COVID happened, and it kind of put the kibosh on, on all but one 
And the one that we did was with Central Standard out of Wichita, and it was we were doing it in March because it was a barrel-aged beer, and so it was going to take longer, so we had to do it earlier. Well, and uh, and actually, while we were down, yeah, the at, day that we brewed it, yeah. it was like shit hit the fan. Yep, yeah, that's it. switching out their glassware from paper cups and stuff like that yeah. because yeah, you just didn't want to contaminate it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was it was nuts. So all that being said. Um, there, one of the reps that was at Ska, he was passing through one time and stopped and we, we were drinking some beers with him and we were like, when are we going to get that collaboration going again? And he took it and ran with it, yeah. went back to the higher reps at Ska and presented the idea. It went from being like a really small batch, like it was supposed to be like a seven barrel batch um, and where it would only be available here and in Durango to up to a 30 barrel batch where they, they widely distributed it throughout all of Kansas and in Durango and some parts of Colorado too. So it went from being the smaller one to being much, much bigger. Uh, the beer was fantastic. They did mm-hmm. such a great job. Really well received for sure. Yeah, we we went out there and got uh, nice and toasty. Durango's well, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, it is. Down there in the old southwestern Colorado for sure. I, you know, and I, I remember that you guys, uh, when, when you guys were going through that process because I, I, I read a little article on it and just before before I got here it was originally supposed to only be distributed in uh, in Colorado is that right and then it, it expanded to Kansas or do I have it maybe so vice it, versa? It, like Jake mentioned it was meant to be a smaller batch yeah. so we would have got a small portion of it to serve on our so, here, so, okay. and they would have kept a small gotcha. portion to serve in Durango so yeah gotcha. but it did because it got, got upgraded to that 30 barrel then they more widely gotcha. distributed it okay well that's uh i mean that's a super exciting thing just because oh, obviously cool. with your with your connections thing. there that that uh because i i know uh the one beer that i always like from uh, scott Brewing is the the raspberry blonde and mm-hmm. i don't even like raspberry really <laughs> but that's like the one that is actually like my favorite so it's a good beer with with that being said i gotta get, i gotta get my hands on some of that here before too long but yeah. uh yeah we've we've now we've done collaborations with well uh, swag team six too. We should, uh, we should probably we'll, mention, we'll mention that swag too. Team. Let's, let, so we, all, we other breweries. So yeah, far. that's what I was going to yeah. lead you into. That is what what else is maybe on the horizon there. So we've done one with uh, with Walnut River, uh, with Wichita Brewing. We've done Central Standard as we mentioned before. Um, I know I'm missing some. Upcoming, we've got upcoming. Yeah, Ladybird. Ladybird out Fort of Worth. Worth, out of Winfield. Fort as a Fort Worth brewery um, that we're doing one for the TCU game. Oh, okay. Funky picnic. Gotcha. Um, so we're, we're both doing one. They're going to release it down there. And we're going to release it up here. Um, uh, we're doing one with uh, Rough Tail yeah. out of Oklahoma. There's another one out of Oklahoma called Nothing's Left. We're going to plan on one for next year. Um, and then, um, oh, man, I want to say there's another one, but I can't think of what it was. I know I'm missing one. So if I yeah, missed one, I apologize. It, it, you know, you, you've got a long list of them coming up. Mm-hmm. So that's, oh, I mean, that's House. Su- oh, and that's oh, super exciting. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> We've gotcha. done two collaborations with them so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Magical well, Brewing Company, a new brewery coming in here. We're oh, planning okay. on doing one with them. So, gotcha. Well, you know that's the that's a fun thing to have is, is you know you might leave a few out because you have so many of them going on. So that's uh, that's super exciting for you guys here coming up. One uh, thing I also wanted to to ch- chat with you guys about is uh, some upcoming plans that you guys have for some further expansion here at the brewery with the barrel room and a uh, private event space. Uh, what's the situation look like on that, and when can folks maybe uh, look to find uh, more information about that? Uh, well, the first step is we're going to get some barrels soon, start brewing some beers, and get those in there. I've got a long list of different beer styles and different barrels, so we'll just get a little weird with that instead of just doing bourbon, like seems like everyone does. We'll sure. Do 
horse rye whiskey like we've done before with the wooden warbler, our Belgian triple and uh, rye whiskey barrels. And then we'll try to get some wine barrels in here, some brandy. And then we're, yeah, adding another bar hopefully down okay. in the basement as well. Very cool. We take over that and trying to plan an event spot. Like instead of just closing down the whole brewery for a, a Saturday or yeah, know, sure. Yeah, I think we'll just have a little spot down there that we can do something with. And well, you, you think about out. some of the big event spaces here, like you know, for a wedding and stuff like there's you know the liquid art, arts out, you know, for the winery out there. This would be the perfect complement to that, you know, for the for the wine side okay. and then the beer side. So I mean, how much better could it get there? So you know, and I and I'm not going to take up too much of your guys' time today, but I wanted to ask, you know, well, I started the podcast by asking you, you know, you've been open now for a little over two years. Let's let's flash uh, forward here another two years. Where where do you see Manhattan Brewing Company uh, here? In, in if you've went in the time machine ahead two years. Oh man, that's, a, that's probably a loaded question. <laughs> We've got a beer in every bar in Manhattan. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We've got our beer in every liquor store in Manhattan. We've got a second location that yeah. does it focuses a little more on on loggers. Um, and maybe a little bit more on production for distribution into a wider footprint in Kansas. We got mm-hmm. a nice barrel program heading going mm-hmm. with possibly some memberships that you can get, buy a membership, get access to it early, kind of thing. I mean, we have there, there's so many things that like yeah, there's a lot of cool ideas for sure. sure. Yeah, it's like the yeah. there's there's a there, you're you're at a fork in the road right now, and there's like 1,900 different ways that you can oh, take sure. it, and we're we're trying to figure out the best way to go. Do some Nice calculations. I think one of our, our biggest opportunities right now for us is we're we're trying to spark something with K State. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I a was, big one. I would, that's a that's that'd be great. Yeah. Um, we're the last time we spoke to them, they they obviously had their their alcohol department, their distillation department focuses on alcohol for uh, fuel Ooh. source, yeah, and they want to they want to pivot more towards maybe not necessarily away from completely, but more towards alcohol for consumption mm-hmm. um, so we're kind of a natural fit for that um, sure. and when we spoke with them uh, it was it was in our infancy we hadn't been open I, I don't think we, I don't even we know if we were open, open yet yeah mm-hmm. we were still looking um, for so they're they're interested in the prospect of working with someone like us they just wanted to see that we we could run a business yeah um, so here next next week, week next week we have a meeting Oh, very we're going to discuss the potential there. So, so I think the, really exciting. the big goal, I mean, I, in K-State, we're going to find out everything with them, but I think our biggest goal with them is I, I would really love K-State to have a brewing program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's an agriculture absolutely. school. It just fits everything with it. Um, there's another great agriculture school in Colorado, Colorado State. Uh, they worked with New Belgium, and they developed mm-hmm. a, a brewing program through them. Should help draft some enrollment. I would yeah, say. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we want to we yeah. want to take that same model that they use in Colorado State and kind of mirror it and bring it over here. Maybe not exactly the same, but we we want to have a brewing program where people can come here and whether that's a minor or just you know they have the little special degrees now that you can get for just minor stuff. But sure. Either way, something like that along those lines, so we can get more interest in brewing and brewing science and maybe even the business part of the brewing and all sure. that fun stuff. So. Well, I mean, because, I mean, you think about, like, the uh, the opportunities there, whether if it's hospitality and restaurant management mm-hmm. and, and or any sort of, you know, entrepreneurship, I, I know, is a, is a growing major in the School of Business. So lots of opportunities there. I think that's a, that's a great idea. So 
That's the last question I had for you in terms of the, oh, did you, Jake, you're, you're going to stop me there. We would be okay. remiss. We have one of our biggest collaborations coming up. Um, Al Serby and, and Mikey from the Kansas State uh, the football equipment team, we're doing a beer with them. Um, it's been in the works for quite some time, but um, it's called Swag Team 6. I like that. So I they're, like uh, that. they're we we're, getting, we're getting ready to brew that probably, what, like next week? Maybe a week after that. It's coming up. And uh, we're going to do some really, really, really fun stuff uh, with those guys. They've been so awesome to us. Uh, we, we work together with them. We, we, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention this, but we give the K-State coaches beer for after the game. So, uh, like, in their locker, they have sure. some Manhattan yeah. brewing beers. Um, and as a trade-off, like, we give them beer and we get swag from that. Well, hey, that's and a so fair trade. We've worked with Al from the beginning, um, getting us some, some really cool merch from, from them. And so, like, we've been – and Al's such a cool, uh, good craft beer nerd. So is Mikey. And so it's, it's kind of a natural fit. And well, with, uh, with uh, the, new, uh, the new helmets that came out and all the stuff yeah. around that, uh, I think Al and those guys probably deserve a beer. Right. You know, exactly. I think they, they probably earned it. So, uh, well, anyway, guys, one final question. And this may be the most important question in the entire podcast. We're two games here, end of the season. K-State's looking pretty good, 2-0. and what are your thoughts so far, and what, uh, what what's your outlook here for K State this season? That you guys do. You know, uh, watching it, I gotta say, like I think we have the best offensive line in the Big Twelve. Yeah. I think I think they're experienced. They work well together. I think Coach Riley, we're not not sucking up to him anymore because we made a beer with him. Yeah. But we don't I think, see, we don't see him much anymore. No, anyway. He's, uh, no, he's all business right now. I think K-State's got one of the one of the elite offensive lines um, that's out there. Magnificent. It's, it is. It is magnificent. Uh, but uh, I, I think Martinez is getting into his own. Sure. I mean, he's. He, I think he's. I'm not going to say that he struggled. He, he never, hasn't really had an opportunity to. He hasn't to really needed to. He hasn't needed to. With the with the, uh, the lopsided yeah. wins that K State's had, and then the monsoon that they played in last week. Yeah. yeah it wasn't wasn't great for the passing game either. So. Yeah. So I, I could see this team doing some big things. They might be down in Arlington. Um, come November, December, so. Yeah, I'm but. counting on it. I think this is going to be a fun season. And, you know, also, too, great – I mean, we've had great attendance uh, yeah. here for the, the oh, first yeah. three games. I mean, first game was a sellout. Missouri game was going to be maybe one of the all-time, like, top five attendance games here at Kansas State, and then a monsoon came. And then uh, this week they're down to single room – uh, against Tulane, they're down to single room and uh, standing room only, uh, or single uh, tickets. tickets and right. and uh, standing room only. So, I mean, from a business perspective, you have to love to see that. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. So also for uh, for this game, uh, if you're on the uh, the west side of the stadium, you'll see a Manhattan Brewing tent. We got a tailgate going on out there for this game. So if you see the Manhattan Brewing tent, come on by. Free beer for anybody that comes by. Come talk to oh, us. That is of age. That is of age. <laughs> now, are you guys going to be having that tent throughout the rest of the season? Or we'll just have it at another game. I think okay. this game and another game. Our distributor okay. has a, a, a place out there, and so we're, 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 we pick this game and then one more game for us to like come out and, and, and set up some beer. We'll have two different beers that you can't get in cans. We'll gotcha. set up our draft out there. So. Well, gotcha. Well, guys, I'm not going to take any more of your time. I know you guys have had a huge busy week this week, so I appreciate you making some time for me. Uh, Garrett, Jake, Adam, great seeing you guys. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Cool. Thank you.